0: Welcome to another episode of Dose Nav Singos. This is episode number fifty-six. As part of "That's What I Call Singos," this week we review Clerks as well as Street Sharks season three, episode twenty. But before we get into it, as always, I am your host David. And I'm Stuart. Faster, faster, faster. And I'm bad.
1: All right. So uh, Street Sharks. Uh, okay. What do you guys think? Street, street
0: Sharks. Oh. <laughs> 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 so, did you guys see anything else besides uh, Street Sharks and Clerks, Stu? Oh shit. I wanted a speedrun and I can't
2: even I feel like fuck. All right, Ben, back to you. <laughs> All right. I watched Tempopo. Have you guys ever watched Chef? It's a Japanese version of it, but it focuses just on ramen. It really does a deep dive into ramen, though. The attention to the broth, the process of creating the noodles, the different toppings, the etiquette one can see. Sounds great. All right, what about you, Stu? Does it
1: does it have uh <laughs> uh what well, shit, what's his name in it? Uh, uh John Favreau? John Favreau? Does it have John Favreau on it? Yeah, but he's Japanese. Oh, okay. And his name
2: is John Le Favreau is he, is he
1: just holding <laughs> does he just have his fingers at his eyes to push his push his eyes back? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he just pulls his eyes. <laughs> what made you decide you wanted to watch this uh this one, Ben?
2: Well, usually every Friday, Bowie, me, and Anthony watch a shitty movie, but Bowie decided to mix it up and actually decided to watch a good movie. So we, we decided to watch that. And How come was... Sam Trong 2000 is not invited? Because fuck Sam Trong 200, all right? Fuck him and fuck his little Sam Trong ass, all right? Fuck
0: him. <laughs> okay. All right. So you picked it. Uh, you picked a good movie. Uh, had you yep. seen it pr- prior to this viewing?
2: No, no, I haven't. And holy fuck, I am terribly. T- I made a terrible decision of like not eating beforehand. Holy fuck. I was really uh, hungry, hungry afterwards. <laughs>
1: instantly got ramen after.
2: I, I should have. Wow. He got you ramen the up.
1: day after, though, I believe. You right? fucked up. Wait, what's it called? Uh, Tan, Tan T-A-M. M- Emma's in Mancy. Oh, Mancy? Mancy. <laughs> I think I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Nancy>. <laughs> um, I believe I saw that movie as part of a uh, class I took about uh, cultural anthropology. And there was like about food and stuff like that. Do you think that would apply? Uh, yeah, I, like I would. Oh. Yeah. Seven eighths of that
2: movie would definitely apply to that. I don't know about the one. The one eighth, the <laughs> the remaining eighth of that movie. David, tell okay. us
0: more about useless classes you took in college. No, I just, actually, actually, that was the plan because I read the synopsis, like the the like description for the class. It's like, oh, re, like looks at food anthropology, blah blah blah, cultural blah blah. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a class I can BS. And then I didn't realize after signing up for it, it was a seven o'clock in the morning class. I went maybe twice the entire quarter. It was horrible. 7 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ. I know. Nah, I was like, dude, who I, gets up this early for anything? I thought 8 but o'clock was bad. No, nope, 7 a.m. Wow, what a I sucker. Two hours. Yeah, I, I didn't my, go. I wasn't the sucker. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think my worst class I had at 8 a.m. was uh, physics, and it was all the way across the other side of the campus. Oh, so It worked I, up a
0: nice sweat by the time you got yeah, there. Yeah,
1: so every morning I had to like leave 45 minutes early to go and get to the lecture hall
2: wait was and that then, in like mstb or something or
1: it might as well have been oh, <laughs> it was Jesus. no so i think it was it was, the, it was the
2: lecture hall that's
1: by that was by on the green or whatever
2: oh like inside the park kind of
1: no uh it's on the outer rim of the park but uh, but it was like right next it was kind of close to it so uh, yeah, that was the worst i failed that class uh, was
0: it worth it. I, I failed the physical test that was no. getting there every yeah. morning. Yeah, I failed. Yeah, the- it wasn't physics. It was
1: physical. Yeah. Physi- <laughs> it was physics ed. Um, there was a lot of like throwing uh, bouncy balls at each other and trying to, trying to climb ropes. I'm like, Professor, what does this have to do with physics? And then he hit me with a ball. <laughs> See, that's an elastic reaction. It bounced See? right off your face. The amount of force equals the mass of the ball times how fast I threw it at your
0: face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, for, for those who don't know, Stu and Ben both want to use your Irvine. So if you're wondering what buildings they're talking about, you can look it up.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, I don't even
0: know which building I'm talking about. It's fine. It doesn't Man, matter. No, nobody's going to really check it outside of Joe. But I don't think Joe's going to care enough to look it up either. So, uh, Stu, what about you? What movie did you see this week besides our movie of the week this week? Uh, I haven't
1: really seen anything. Uh, I haven't really watched anything other than just re-watching a bunch of mystery science theater.
0: Oh, so. okay. And I believe that was uh, because we s- saw that two weeks ago, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, are you just kind of going through everything that's on their YouTube, or is there something in speci- specific that you guys are looking for?
1: No, I'm just going through whatever looks good on YouTube, turn it on, and... I mean, it's kind of I like one roll. of those things where you have it on the background.
2: Do you have any that you particularly recommend for someone who's never seen it before? <laughs>
1: um, I could I could probably <laughs> compile a, like a greatest hits of what I what I think are like the greatest hits. Ooh. But definitely off the top of my head, Space Mutiny, and mm-hmm. just start with that one. Space Mutiny is probably it'll, one of the best ones ever, and right. it'll run you down the rabbit hole for all the other ones. Yeah, I think. and then it'll kind of lead you along.
2: Nice. All right
1: space mutiny i think that one's actually if you have amazon prime they have it it's included as a prime uh movie or whatever so you can watch it on there for free or you can also watch it on youtube
0: um let's see what else oh i did catch up i did get a chance to watch Mulan this past weekend wait you did surprise surprise um was it as shitty as it as it was made out to be um, actually, I think the ratings that it's getting are pretty accurate. Uh, leave I'm the Chinese part of you aside. <laughs> oh, then zero out of ten. <laughs> Don't leave to, it aside. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, ten out of ten. I think something's getting lost in translation here. Yeah, everything's lost in translation. Um, so I know that there's been some re- uh, reviews on it and stuff like that, and it's getting probably on Rotten Tomatoes is getting like seventy five percent, so it's still considered certified fresh. I think that's probably on the high end. I think some of the choreography and stuff like that and cinematography is pretty good, but I feel like it, a lot of it's lost because they didn't. There was no I'm gonna make a man out of you. There's no musicals, numbers? No. All the dancing seems to be, you know, Mulan's spectacular, you know, martial G- artistry. G energy. How do you feel about her having magic? <laughs> I wasn't too thrown off by it because I guess it seamlessly transitioned. Okay, like- David, just say you like the movie. Fuck. Just say you liked it. Six out of ten. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only reason why I gave it that high is mostly because at the very, very end... Are you guys going to watch it? No. no. Okay. Her dad apologizes to her. That is the greatest thing any Chinese kids like would ever. Uh, want no, that's their how parents. you
1: know it's a work of fiction, because that shit would never happen.
0: I know. Yeah. That's why I gave Wait. it a six out of ten.
2: Wait, well, that's the best part of it? And the original Mulan fucking what was it? All of China apologizes to her and thanks her.
0: Yep, they didn't do that. And she eats uh she
1: eats porridge with bacon and eggs in it. And, and smiling smiley, at her. Smiley bacon
0: and eggs face. Yeah actually so they replace so essentially what they did is that uh, spoiler alert for anybody who was actually cares no, about no this but i don't think most people does um they replaced mushu with a phoenix so yeah. anytime that I, I wasn't a huge fan of this like plot uh device where it's like she it signals like she's discovering herself and stuff like that and i was just like eh, okay it it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like crouching tiger hidden dragon but less interesting <laughs> <laughs> But but not as good. (laughs) good. Well, because here's the thing is they had all these like they they spoke English. In Mulan, everybody spoke perfect English. Here they all have like this broken English accent. It's even written that way. And I'm like, (laughs) it, it was like this blend where it wanted to be a kung fu movie. And so a lot of like. You could tell like, you know how like Kung Fu movies were dubbed, right? There's like the Chinese and then there's mm-hmm. like the English over it. And there's like wording that doesn't space out correctly. Yeah. They did that, but also in English while they were speaking English. I didn't know <laughs> how that was possible, but that's how it, it came out. So so they
1: spoke English, but somehow made it so that the words didn't match their mouth. Correct. And it was, <laughs> I don't think it was ironic. To, to backtrack a little bit. I have, I have watched a lot of, I've been watching a lot of this uh, thing on YouTube from the Screen Coverage. Rant. No, uh-huh. uh, I don't know if you would know the channel is, Screen Rant. Um, But I've been watching a lot of the pitch meetings and fuck, they're so they're hilarious. Yeah. Where basically a guy gives like pitch meetings, like he plays the same, like he put the same guy plays two different like. He plays like a the script writer and the studio oh, executive. Okay,
0: okay, I see what you're talking about.
1: And uh, he, I watched the one on uh, Mulan, and I was like, "Holy shit! If this is anything like what the actual movie is, then holy shit, what a shitty movie!" <laughs> All right, so yeah. I'll,
0: I'll watch that just to see if that's how it yeah. came out. But watch that. Let me know how accurate. Uh, I'll let it you is. know next week how I if how accurate that is. And I'll give a review of that. I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty accurate. Um, but yeah, no, I think it lo- like it tried to be something it's not. It lost a lot of its charm when you took away some of those those other story elements and stuff like that. So really no, lost all of its charm. No music. Yeah. There's yeah, no so, musical I, numbers. There's no, uh, you know, quirky characters,
1: you know, side characters. There's no Mushu.
0: That's yeah. the, the site that's actually very sad because some of the other characters on the side that could have been there to kind of like drive the story. It was so focused on her that I was just like, what was the point of having the other scenes that are surrounding her and stuff like that? But all right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive on over to Street Sharks. Sharks.
2: Sharks.
0: Season three, episode 20. Oh, uh, I feel like we're so close. So
2: close.
0: Yeah, there's nine episodes left. And in this one, this is the transition that uh, everybody's been dying for or asking about. Actually, nobody cares about that, um, is the raptors, Uh, the raptors, because there's going to be a crossover with extreme dinosaurs. And uh, there's this uh, alien spaceship that they discovered, Dr. Paranoid, you know, cracks in and then to Man shows up. And because he was crossed with an alien from like, what what, was like 15 or 20 episodes ago, he you know, gets controlled by the Raptors and they, they phone home. And then this is a setup for the uh, spin off series that was called, I believe extreme Dino. Um, so we have nine more episodes. We have eight more episodes to go and uh, that'll pretty much do it for street sharks. Um, for you guys, are you guys excited for the ending? Are you guys looking forward wait. to
1: it? For- I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> yeah. Even I can't though- wait. Even I can't believe one.
0: you guys stuck with me for this long on even, this. Even though I think I'm the one who pitched it, I can't wait for it to be over. Yeah. Well, I don't think any of us were expecting for us to keep this gag going, but
1: it But then what if we it, get to the end
0: and like shit, we gotta watch extreme dinosaurs because nope. we
1: gotta wrap it up. We gotta see where this this goes. All right.
0: I if you guys want to go ahead and do that, I will tell you guys ahead of time that I don't want to um, commit to that. Was there's 52. 52 episodes in yeah. that first season of Dino, and that's it. We're not committing to this pit. How do you have one season with 52
1: episodes in it?
0: Because they're like, you can't cancel the ep- the season if we're in the middle of the season. So we just yeah. extend this. Well, six- how many more episodes do you have? Uh, uh, 46. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, any thoughts on this one, you guys? I know that, Stu, you had to suspend a lot of disbelief yet again.
2: Uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where the Raptors go without Kawhi Leonard.
1: Uh, they got bounced from the playoffs (laughs) that was actually one of my favorite things I watched this weekend was the Clippers (laughs) uh, giving up
0: an 18 point lead in the third quarter to (laughs) the second time
1: (laughs) yep so anyways uh, um, back to Street Sharks not to talk too much about the Clippers being shitty um (laughs) I was like, I couldn't remember I don't remember I guess uh, man to man's origin too well I mean I, I vaguely remember it he's a dude on a space station or something Correct. and something happens and
0: he got he got gene slammed because gene slammed. there was that uh that alien thing was roaming around and then Dr Paranoid was going to release this uh this spaceship onto the the planet the right. the on Earth and then so they fought that instead and they stopped it and then in the time of like trying to like. Right. destroy the spaceship he gets yeah. fused with the other guy and so that's how you up. Know.
1: okay because i guess i was like wait a minute i thought you were just like like i thought he just got gene slammed so i'm like why are you acting like you're an alien but i guess he I got gene about slammed that.
0: with an alien yep i guess that makes sense um, and then he started playing basketball because he touched the basketball with all the talent from all the nba players okay i think we're getting our sh- our media mixed up here but he's not a monster <laughs> okay um any other thoughts on this one guys yeah, we're we're all... almost there. I'm just
1: every from now on. Every the next eight episodes, is good, just a review of the episode is
0: just going to be. We're almost done. Please, <laughs> are we there yet? Are we there? Tell me. We... <laughs> all right. So um, we'll go ahead and move over to the box office rundown. Uh, we actually have a top ten this week. Number coming at number one. Uh, for the second week, is Tenant with six point seven million. The Woo! New Mutants at number two is holding strong with two million. Woo! Unhinged at number three with one point five. New to the top five is the Broken Hearts category at one point one. Bill and Ted face the music, drop from four to now five with two hundred ninety-two thousand. Words on bathroom walls. Uh, climbs up one space from number seven to number six. SpongeBob moves down to number seven. The personal history of uh, David Copperfield is at 8, Peninsula at 9, which is the sequel to Train to Busan. And then number 10 is Cutthroat City. Um, Anything from you guys on that, the top 10? I just
1: don't know when we're going to get to participate in the top 10. I feel like we're on the sidelines.
0: There's uh, several theaters in San Diego that are showing Tenant that are open. Um, and then there's also in Paramount, I re- recently saw that there is a drive in theater that is doing tenant. They're doing two showings a night uh, for tenant. So that might be something I might be trying this weekend to, to go see it. I think
1: the Tiki Theater in Pomona might be showing stuff. Maybe I can try to. I don't know if it seems lame going to a drive in movie by myself, though.
2: Oh, wait, there's <laughs> one in, uh, there's one in Montclair that's showing it. I know for a fact. Uh, a drive-in? Yeah. Right? Montclair, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but they've been showing it for the past two weeks, and, and I think that it was against WB's orders. <laughs> oh, so, what? Yeah, they've been showing it for a little bit,
0: yeah. Ben, I wanted to ask you, since you happen to know a little bit more about like what's going on in actual Hollywood and stuff like that, is there a reason why a lot of theaters were banned from showing Black Panther? over the last couple of weeks.
2: Black Panther. Uh, I actually don't know anything about that. I know that some theaters were trying to promote it. I didn't hear anything about any theaters getting banned to show
0: Yeah, at so, people. like, there was a couple of theaters that wanted to in, in respect and uh-huh. in honoring, like, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman's memory they wanted to show Black Panther and Disney shot it down and said nope not happening and so they had to pivot very quickly to show some of the other movies that it was in like 42 where he portrays Jackie Robinson
2: Huh? yeah I haven't heard anything about that but you know something like that where word comes in from Disney shooting it down like that it it doesn't surprise me it, it does sound very Disney like they have like an iron grip over their properties and they don't want anything yeah. happening with them
1: Makes is, sense. Is Disney like just full, full con, in, uh, fully controlled by China now or something? Like, why wouldn't they want it?
0: <laughs> in China, I, didn't Black Panther do really, really well?
2: I don't know. It doesn't I do sound like that. a thing. I, I mean, I know that uh, if you take a look at the, the Chinese posters for Black Panther, they do not feature Chadwick Boseman at all. It's always him masked. And it's really weird because if you take. You know, the posters that you see from China and compare it to the ones that we see here they mm-hmm. are it, it's pretty much the same poster ex- well it's it's the same poster except he's always wearing his helmet it'll never show his <laughs> <Or> like, skin
1: for <laughs> like Star Wars they made uh
0: Finn extra tiny yeah or they completely
2: removed him
0: right <laughs> wait he's on the poster the poster I got doesn't have him in on it at all uh, he's just he's no I'm just kidding I didn't uh... <laughs> is it just a blank poster just, <laughs> a Black panther no all all it says is it, it's written in crayon it says Star Wars and then it says 1 out of 10. I'm like what kind of poster is this? <laughs> Maybe it says it's uh, in China
1: in the Chinese poster it's Black Panther starring Tom Cruise <laughs> <laughs> in blackface. <laughs> yeah. Um Taste, tasteful blackface though.
0: <laughs> yeah, very tasteful. Yeah. Very accurate. All right. Um and <laughs> Any other thoughts on uh, Box Office this week, guys?
1: I just want to go see movies again at some point. So, Stu, are you going to
0: try and see Tenant over the weekend? I don't know. Uh,
2: I'm going to wait until at least a drive-in near me is showing it. Otherwise, I don't really want to venture out just to go watch it.
0: But there's some guys who drove four hours to San Diego to go see it.
2: Wow. Their lives must be really, really great
0: fulfilling and <laughs> that's fulfilling. They right they it. don't have a, a group to watch uh, movies with on Fridays like tampopo
2: tampopo also i <laughs> might be going to prison because i watched that movie i feel why there's just a scene where that was <laughs> that uh did it, did it put you on a list i think so I, i'm pretty sure all three of us <laughs> are on a list now
0: like, wait but <laughs> i didn't watch part. it no no i mean association and also I from wicked well, city yeah, I'm, I think I'm on
1: the list for other reasons, but not that one. You can't put that one on me.
0: Oh, okay, well,
2: uh, well, we'll see each other on the list eventually. <laughs> um,
0: so, all right, uh, that'll pretty much do it for the box office rundown. I believe uh, the movie for this week was picked by Ben. So, Ben, can you give us a synopsis of Clerks?
2: A comedy that defined one of the largest Hollywood personas of all time. Kevin Smith presents Clerks, a movie about the everyday life of one convenience store employee, Dante Hicks and his rebellious foil and friend, Randall Graves. Go fuck yourself, David, as he tries to make it through one day <laughs> that he wasn't <laughs> supposed to work.
0: And Dan, hey,
1: I feel like, you said something in there that one what one of those
2: things is not like the other. What do you mean? Uh, I don't get it. It's a synopsis <laughs> of the movie Clerks. A comedy that defined one of the largest Hollywood personas of all time, Kevin Smith. Go fuck yourself,
0: David. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um so Ben for uh, out of all of the movies Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the comedy category what made you decide to pick this one
2: well it's not only just a comedy it was
0: a movie that embodied a lot more
2: it, it was a movie that had a comedic style that was like really much in contrast with what i usually enjoy in comedies i love seeing like visual gags you know like anything in edgar wright's movies where you know there's some sort of it's it, the joke isn't by a character talking. It's by something that's happening on screen. You know, kind of like Jackie Chan, you know, how he does something like, even though it's like an action, it's action comedy, he does something that is really funny. You know, he punches himself and like he gets hurt. Stuff like that. Uh, the jokes that work with the shot and the environment. But this movie is just like nonstop talking. All the movie is carried by is witty dialogue and the chemistry between the two lead characters. There's, like, so many long takes and shots that have the characters spouting out word after word monologuing for forever. But the banner really reflects on their character also serving up, like, a lot of great jokes per second. And not only is the movie good on screen, but it also has a great backstory to it as well. Like, I kind of mentioned how this was the comedy that defined one of the largest people in Hollywood right now, Kevin Smith. And it really is it's it was the first major film by Kevin smith who is like everywhere nowadays he he directs tv he has his own podcast he directs movies he has his own comic book store he has his own strain of weed he is a man that genuinely loves nerdy pop culture stuff and has existed just to heighten it like this was a movie of his own humble beginnings you know it was making a movie that he made on a budget of twenty eight thousand dollars money from his own pocket, money that he gained from maxing out eight different credit cards, money that he made from selling his own comic book collection. He filmed it at night at the place of his own employment at the time, the convenience store, and he shot it for almost 21 days consecutively, and only at night because he couldn't shoot during business hours. And he presented this film at the Sundance Film Festival where Harvey Weinstein, executive of Miramax at the time,
0: yeah. And per- and executive producer of Airbud, continue. Yes. Who bought Holy the shit, film? Is that true? Yes. Did we cover we're that already? Oh, I forgot. We did. That. But continue, Ben.
2: Airbud show. The show on the Dolwer party once.
0: Dude, we made that. I made that joke like literally as we were talking about it, and you're like, "Ah, oh, it feels bad." It's not indeed. funny when you do it, David. Yeah, it's the delivery, David. <laughs> it's Anyway. Oh, see David oh, that's on. exactly why <laughs> continue Ben miramax Weinstein it,
2: it's pretty much a movie that it's like a Cinderella story you know it was like this guy who had like four months of film school and he dropped out early by the way you know because he felt like oh yeah I, g- I can make this movie I and got he just it. did it yeah I got it I totally got it guys and he you know he just asked all his friends he didn't even hire anyone really he pretty much got all his friends to come help him make this movie so he can save a few bucks. And now he is, like, the Hollywood guy. He is Kevin Smith. It's a film that's not only enjoyable on screen, but also off screen, 10 out of 10.
0: So th- this is the ultimate story of betting on yourself and your vision and, and really going after it.
2: Yeah. Holy fuck, you know, there there's a lot of great fucking jokes in this movie. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I think Randall Tells It As It Is is a huge, huge, like... Almost like they they didn't have to pull any punches. Like, like they literally are just like, Nope, we're just gonna tell it as it is and it's gonna be raw. It's gonna be Um I but they could have filmed it in color. How come they didn't film it in color? Did they ever explain that, Ben? Yeah, they actually that was actually to save on honey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good to me. Cool. I like it. it sounds, I guess
1: I like I like the little detail. I guess it makes sense now as to why During the uh, entire movie that uh, explains why the shutters were closed. Yeah, that was it. They have to depict. They have to be you know shooting the movie during the uh, the scene is supposed to be happening during the day, but he can only shoot at night. So that make I like that little uh little factoid. Yep. (laughs) Some asshole's been sticking. We've been sticking gum in that asshole's lock for 30 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was great. That was fucking yeah, great. So it kind of, like, harkens back to uh, when we went to go see uh, Jay and Sila Bob Reboot, yep. Yep. right, where there's, like, a lot of, like, gags and there's a lot of, like, it's crossed so many different lifespans that people have been able to see this movie that, um, you know, they, they, you know, everybody can kind of, like, enjoy pieces of it. No matter what, at what point did you jump into the genre? Um, what about you, Stu? Thoughts
1: on this one? Okay. Um, well, Ben's going to hate me for this. I already do. Go ahead. Well, okay. So then I have nothing to worry about. Okay. Cool. Um, so I, I've only seen Clerks like maybe one other time and it was probably only in pieces. Um, like, only, like I never saw the full thing. Um, so I was watching it. And you know, I've seen, I've saw, I've seen like all most of his other stuff, Kevin Smith's other stuff, like Mall Rats, uh, obviously Jane Silent Bob, um, Clerks Two, I saw. Um, so having going into going into this one, I I felt like one of the other movies we watched, or I think David tried to suggest, where it's like it, it had its there it, it had its, it, it had its uh, comedy moments in it, but I didn't feel like it was a comedy. I felt like it was de- mm-hmm. like deeper than that. Um, like I mean, obviously it has like some. Some really kind of raunchy stuff, like peppered into it, um, which you know that's always funny. But um, I felt like there was more going on to it, where I didn't feel like I was watching a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Ben said, there's a lot of it's very dialogue heavy. There's a lot of very you know there's a lot of witty banter back and forth. Um, a lot of chemistry between like the two, you know uh, Dante and Randall. Um, so uh, having said that, um, I. Because because uh, I didn't feel like it was a comedy, I feel like that's affecting my rating. If because I feel like this is more of a I don't know what you would I don't know what genre of film I would slot this into, but because um, honestly, like I think there's only about three or four times that I like chuckled. Like nothing really gave me like a, uh, a guttural laugh. Like a guttural laugh. Yeah, there there was one that gave me like a, a pretty good laugh, but. Um, for the most part, I felt like I was watching like a very like, I don't, I don't want to say Is like dramatic, yeah, not a dramatic film, but like, a, but I just felt like it was, I don't know. It was like a very, it was almost like a documentary. Kind of. But, but yeah, so because I didn't feel like it was a, com, if so if I'm rating this based on a if being a comedy, I'd probably give it like a, like a six, but as a film on the whole, uh, I'd probably give it like a, a nine. Okay, that's fair.
0: 69. Nice. <laughs> i see nice. see what you did there that's a very randall thing to say <laughs> um i feel like for me it, it's kind of like in the same veins because i actually hadn't really seen the entire thing all at once um probably seen like the first half and then i was like later on down the road i would have watched like the second half at some point um and i was kind of like where i didn't really laugh a lot i feel like a lot of it was kind of like that situational kind of like it's very morbid like his outlook right he's just kind of like oh i'm just kind of stuck here and really can't do anything about it and i think in terms of the real portrayal of it um you know i used to work at a bowling alley and so it was kind of like a dead-end job kind of like a you know there was not really much that was there Wait, were you randall but, or were you were you no uh, i was dante, dante. Oh, okay yeah he
2: was the fuck boy. <laughs>
0: um but yeah there were some of those exchanges that's kind of like those meaning like sitting around you're supposed to look busy uh kind of moments and then you're just kind of just like running through these like dumb scenarios in your mind and um i even at one point you know we waited till after hours and we like stayed on the we clocked out but then we stayed for another hour or so just like bowl and stuff like that just kind of like what they did for hockey except for they close down the shop in the middle of the day. But, you know, for for me, just doing that job that pretty much you work for seven hours or eight hours or nine hours, for him it was like the entire day. And then there's no goal. There's nothing. It kind of reminded me a lot of that. And that kind of brought up some memories that made me laugh about some of the stupid stuff that we did, you know, right out of college and stuff like that, with and wondering like, what did I do with my life? Right. And he's like kind of going through that as well and then questioning some of the choices he made. So in terms of like it feels like to me almost like a documentary where it was very like accurate um the plight of a you know minimum wage worker so uh, for me nine out of ten um but in terms of like comedy i don't know if i really like laughed as much as i did when we saw um the naked gun or some of the stuff that we saw like you know when we saw mystery science theater the movie um so I wouldn't have definitely wouldn't have like categorized this right up as comedy if you're looking for like the ha ha kind of laughter but it's just kind of like comedy because it's so accurate kind of like what life is for the guys who work at convenience stores the guys who work at like the drive through and or video store I think it'd be funny if they did a modern adaptation of this I wonder what they would do with the video store cuz there's none of those exist anymore so well they did it's clerks 2 and <laughs> yeah, there's
2: going to be <laughs> clerks 3
0: so Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, what we can do is we can, uh, have been, what is the, uh, one of the bigger moments that sticks out for you, uh, about this, uh, about clerks?
2: I think it was just really any scene that had Randall and Dante kind of going at it. It was, it was a really, really long take and it wasn't just them spouting out nonsense. It was them spouting out these ridiculously long monologues, you know, and they're, I, I want to say there are a lot of complicated words in there. It, 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 you know, they also had to, you know, kind of go with it in this persona, this character of this, like, you know, this dead end job worker, you know, who doesn't really give a shit about his job and kind of going along with it. It's I, I think it was just incredible seeing that and them being able to riff off of each other and produce some jokes from it. I, I really enjoyed that, like. Uh, what was it? Their whole spiel on um, the Death Star. That one was a really long take. <laughs>
0: oh, that was so good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I then feel the- like
1: in order to for them to pull that off and when so across so many different scenes, I feel like a lot of that would probably have to be mostly improvised. Like they know the topic, they know that they, they want to discuss. Like I feel like it'd be really hard to have that all written out and, and try scripted. to. Yeah. Oh yeah, all scripted and and deliver the entire scene as if they're having a natural conversation.
0: Well, yeah, because yeah. it, it makes it much less organic than it was. They Or if they did have everything written out, they did an absolute great job in doing that. But I think it like lines up with the fact that all of them are friends, right? So I'm sure they probably was like, oh, man, remember that one time we got really high or really drunk or whatever? And we had that conversation like, dude, this kind of reminds me of that. And then they just kind of let that happen. That's the way it feels like to me.
2: yeah. Um, I will say that, that that one scene where they're talking about the Death Star, um, the original cut of this movie actually had like an extra few seconds attached to the end that definitely turned this movie from like a borderline comedy into definitely, a uh, well, I would say a drama or something, you know, hmm. more of a documentary in which uh, after they close up, it, um, it closes on Dante locking up the shop and a random guy goes into the store and kills Dante. So what fuck? <laughs> Yeah, what? he just he robs the yeah, he just robs the store, kills him and takes a cigarette, a cigarette pack. So the whole idea of bringing because like uh, the rest of the film, I felt, you know, kind of was consistent. You know, they, all these jokes kind of had some callback or, you know, had some sort of future payoff except the Star Wars joke. So the Star Wars joke was that Dante really liked Empire Strikes Back because it ends on a really dark note. And that, you know, it was really relatable to life. Life was just a whole bunch of downers. And the whole time or the whole movie was supposed to culminate in Dante getting killed because that's what life was. It was a whole bunch of ups and downs and ultimately ending on a downer that he wasn't supposed to be there that day. And that was the day a random guy decides to just rob the store and kill him. That's what it was supposed to
0: be. Well, that definitely would have turned it to a 10 for Stu in terms of comedy would have turned it down to a two. Yeah. Not even like this movie
1: wasn't even funny. Like (laughs) you guys talking about, in fact, for me, even, even without knowing that there were a lot of scenes in this movie that were like actually dark, kind of, kind of depressing, like, Mm -hmm. um, seeing like, I guess back then, you know, ninth was like 1994 or whenever they, they shot it. It's just like that, man, this is what life used to be like, where. You know, if you don't have you don't have like anything going on in your life, then you're you're basically like Jay and Silent Bob's or your Dante and Randall. You know, you're Jay and Silent Bob. You're you're sitting outside standing outside of a convenience store all day, fucking doing nothing, selling drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or
1: you're you Dante and Randall stuck in like a dead end job and like you don't care about. It's like Jesus. And then like after that, what like what's and then Rand, like, to get a glimpse into, like, what Randall's going to do after that, he's going to fucking, he rents a movie and to go home and watch it. Like, fuck, that's so depressing to me. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but you work,
2: in the,
0: you work in the video store. I work in the shitty
2: video <laughs> store.
0: <laughs> but it, I think it's, it's interesting because Randall kind of takes whatever's happening and he kind of turns it around a little bit. He's just kind of like, but I'm okay with it. Right, he's like, I know what I what what I put myself into. I could work harder, but I really don't care, you know. So there is like this like juxtaposition of the like their two attitudes, right? Where Randall really doesn't care. Dante wants to not care, but then he also showed up the day that he wasn't supposed to be working. Right? He could have just said, "Nope, not going to work." Period. Don't care. I have hockey. Right? I think Randall put it pretty good uh, at one point where he was telling
1: Dante that, like, he like he thinks he's like his job is so important that like the, the world would end if he wasn't there or something like that. And it was like a, it was like a good illustration of like,
0: <laughs> and your boss is all the way in Vermont.
1: Yeah. And like <laughs> how much like Dante acted like he didn't
0: care, but in, but he actually like seemed to really care. Mm. So yeah. Um, so Stu, uh, you know, Ben showed, shared his favorite moment. What about you? Um,
1: I think my favorite moment uh, I guess as, as far as the part that the I think the one part that made me like kind of like laugh LOL <laughs> was the part where uh, Dante's he's getting a heated argument uh, with his girlfriend about uh, how many guys she's oh. bitten with and like 37 and, and then like she she's like leaving and a customer walks up to Dante and he's like I can't believe my girlfriend sucked thirty seven dicks and the guy's like in a row. <laughs> 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 Just like a, just random, like throwaway. Just, we need to bring this one character in <laughs> just, just, just to stay in, in a row. Room. <laughs> Like, man, that, that one made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that was probably like my favorite part of the movie because the rest of it was, like I said, it was very, there was some like, you know, raunchy stuff like Randall uh, renting, you know, tra- transvestite porn. And I was like, haha, that's, that's silly. <laughs> or, uh, you know, him knocking over the casket at, at a wake and, you know. That kind of stuff. A lot of jokes were like front loaded. Yeah.
0: Towards the beginning. And then they started getting darker and darker as the movie went on.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think um, that was probably my favorite moment. The rest of it was like, it was very like, it was like I said, it was like some parts were like depressing or it's like, oh, I, this is, I don't like this. I don't like seeing <laughs> this. <laughs> Although, one, I th- there was something I, I saw that was kind of off to me. Uh, when uh, Jay was talking, like his lines. It didn't seem like he knew his lines very well, and they didn't bother <laughs> doing any extra
2: takes. Oh, so from what I read and understood, uh, Jay um, Jason Muse at the time had, was uh, definitely had a really bad drug addiction, and oh. so during shooting, they just kind of rolled with it because they I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I guess that makes sense. But
2: now he's clean,
0: so yeah.
1: It all and now out. he's able now he's able to deliver all of his goofy ass lines
0: uh, with no problem. Yep. First take, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, David. For me, my favorite moment was uh, the beginning scene where the uh, guy is like berating everybody for buying cigarettes, and then his girlfriend comes in and just fire extinguishes everybody to get them to stop rioting in the store. And because uh, Dante is like, hey, whatever, you can drink your coffee here. right? And he's like, right. He likes causing a riot in the store, rattling everybody up. And she goes, who are you with? And he goes, and then he hands them. And I was like, the chewing gum. You did that to sell more chewing gum. I think that was the first time I laughed. And I was like, okay, maybe there's some chance. And then it got dark after that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there was a lot of, I think what Ben was talking about, right? There's like, there's a setup and then there's a payoff and then there's some that don't really have much of a payoff, but all right. Um, any other thoughts guys before we wrap this one up? Go fuck yourself, David. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> I
2: don't know. That's what my script says. I'm just reading what it says.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so that'll do it for comedy. Uh, since I believe I'm up this time, I would like to pick foreign films for that's what I call sinkos.
2: Wait, you can't, you can only choose one film, David. Yeah, you can't, you can't choose pick four, four
0: films. Yeah, and I'm only picking one. It's called "Cook Up a Storm." It's from 2017. Um, it's a movie about two dueling chefs. You'll, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, think kung fu movie, but with cooking. So, um, yeah, you guys will will be reviewing "Cook Up a Storm" next week on episode know. 57.
1: What? I don't even know of any foreign films. It's going to take me a while to come up with my pick. <laughs>
0: well, that's why you have an entire week to figure it out, Stu. Two weeks. I think Ben picks next, right? And by the way, anime doesn't count. yeah Fuck. Wait, no, I'm also. Okay. The pro- by the way, the <laughs> professional is considered a foreign film. Is it? I think so. Isn't it in French? No, no. He's French. It's, yeah, he's French. <laughs> <You>
1: idiot. Um, <laughs> I
0: yeah, I, but, I, I, yeah, I'm good choosing luck. this one
1: because it was formed in Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was shot across the border in Mexico. City of God. Hell no, I'm not watching that stinker. Sicario. All right, you guys can think about it, but uh, I'm just going to wrap this one up. So thank you guys so much for uh, joining us on this episode of the Dos Nascinco podcast. You can always find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts. And then don't forget to tune in uh, on Twitch. Uh, We stream every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the occasional Saturday and Sunday. When David feels um, like it. (laughs) As always, I am your host, David. I'm Stuart. And I'm Bill. Don't forget to tip your Reiki masters, wash your hands, be safe, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. bye.
1: Bye.